very idea of having a common sense seems to imply that most people actually have it. But if you were to ask those people who claim to have common sense, if common sense is common, they would probably say definitely not. In fact, most people do believe that common sense seems to be anything but common. Which makes me wonder if we really know what we're talking about when we use the word common sense. If you have it, is it a gift or is it possibly a curse from God? What exactly is common sense? This is Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve LaTulip, your host on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We've all heard lots of jokes about those who seem to lack common sense, and the idea has given rise to lots of different sayings. For example, look before you leap or think before you act. Don't put all your eggs in one basket and a fool and his money are soon parted. Count your blessings or a penny saved is a penny earned. And you've heard the term hard work never killed anyone. These are perhaps some examples of what most people would call common sense, and I'm sure there's a lot of others that you can think about. But I really wonder sometimes, if I, as I have pondered this idea of having common sense, I ask myself, do we really know what we are talking about? I recently have reestablished my appearance on a couple of social media platforms, and I have always been actually pleased to see somebody who claims in their bio that they have common sense, because it tells me usually that this is a down-to-earth type of a person, somebody that gets it, somebody that is not going to be swayed by stupidity. And stupidity seems to be pretty rampant these days. And so when I think about someone having common sense, I think that could possibly be a very good thing. And so many times I actually wish that, um, that more people had it. And I am grateful for those that do. The truth is the effects of ignorance seem to be prevailing uh, more than common sense in our day and age take a look around you, the truth is stupidity abounds, and it shouldn't. But if we could learn to practice common sense and apply it rightly, it might be a very good thing. And that leads me to a discussion today on what is common sense, and in particular, what exactly is the common sense of a common sense form of government. I suppose we ought to be very careful about attributing common sense to any one person or groups of people, because maybe it's possible that one person's common sense is another person's stupidity. Is it possible? Well, some people would agree that some actions are blatantly very stupid. They cause harm, they destroy an individual, and so that is something that we would consider to be stupid. 
the chief example of this perhaps that has been cataloged are the Darwin Awards. These are examples of blatant stupidity and it might be worth exploring that a little further. But is stupidity actually the opposite of common sense? Well, you might think so without considering it deeper, but uh, the more that I ponder common sense, the more I think that I need to further define it and actually come with, to, to a grip of what common sense really is. For example, is common sense actually an inherited trait? I mean, if your parents had common sense, they were down to earth people, um, could that be actually inherited through your genes? Or is it possibly something that might be learned? Can you teach someone to have common sense? Hopefully most parents would say, yes, I would hope so. And hopefully you will try to instill some common sense into your children if you truly love your children. But can common sense be learned? Or maybe is it just an instinct? Well, that's some of the things I'd like to consider today. When we consider the left wing versus the right wing with regard to politics, economics, foreign policy, or any other principle or doctrine, who has the most common sense? And why would we claim so? Well, as with most things, I suppose the first way to get a handle on any concept or any word is to first of all, define it. And so I looked into the Merriam-Webster Dictionary online for a definition of common sense. And Merriam-Webster defines common sense as, quote, sound and prudent judgment based on a simple perception of the situation or facts. Well, what does that mean in English? Well, let's just break it down a little bit. Take the words common and sense. Common means that it is widely available to nearly everyone. So with that part of the definition, we already have a problem because most people would agree that common sense is anything but common. So what do we mean when we say the words common sense? Well, let's take the second word, sense. A sense is something that you have. It's an ability to perceive the process of external stimuli, such as sight, hearing, smell, taste, touch. It's an awareness of your environment. That's what a sense is. So common sense would be the common senses that we all have to be able to perceive and respond to our environment. If we had no sense of vision, then we couldn't see and we would stumble into things and we would trip and fall all over the place. Uh, likewise, if we can't hear anything, then it's greatly more difficult to communicate because we have the voice and the capability of communicating through words. So hearing uh, or lack of hearing would cause great difficulty in perceiving a great many things in our external environment. 
people that actually lose their hearing tend to isolate themselves because they have difficulty interacting with their world. And that's what it means to have the common senses uh, of the physiologic body uh, that is sight, hearing, smell, taste, uh, touch, um, and possibly a fifth sense uh, of an awareness that some people claim. But senses, having senses allows you to not only interact with your environment through perception of your world, but also it gives you some kind of ability to react to that. Now, it seems to me that as I think about common sense and a reaction to the environment, uh, common sense seems to be more of the way we respond to our environment. But again, is it something that is learned or is it something that is perceived? Well, I would suggest that if we, were, we are using the common senses that allow us to perceive our environment, then yes, in that sense, it would be common. But the common sense of common sense would suggest that common sense is actually a learned instinct. It's something that you experience through the senses so that you can be protected from harm. And that would be common sense. Now, there's some great common examples of common sense. For example, who in their right mind or who with any common sense would go swimming in shark infested waters? And most people would consider it common sense to not play with fire because if you play with fire, eventually you're going to get burned or you're going to burn something down. So playing with fire is a very dangerous thing. Have you ever touched your fingers to a burning flame? It's very hot. It's very uncomfortable. The perception of feeling in my fingers says, I don't want to put my finger over a flame. So playing with fire is a common sense, don't do kind of a thing. What about going for a hike across a desert and not even considering taking any water with you in a very dry environment? Well, it's common sense. You don't do that sort of thing. So these are the kind of common examples that I just readily think of when I think of someone having common sense. And in that regard, everybody should have some idea of common sense, but it has to be based on experience. A four or five-year-old child would very quickly jump into shark-infested waters because that child has no experience, no life experience to tell him or her that this is a dangerous thing to do. Likewise, playing with fire, so we keep matches away from children. And yes, a child would certainly joyfully go for a hike into the desert if compelled to do so and might not think whatsoever about bringing any water until severely dehydrated and thirsty, and then it would be too late. So the common examples are of common sense, I would suggest, are pretty much available to everyone. Uh, when you think of the Darwin Awards that I mentioned earlier, uh, the Darwin Awards, if you're not familiar with it, actually com commemorate the actual remains of individuals who contribute to the improvement of our gene pool by removing themselves from it. In other words, they have 
defied the laws of common sense. And we're talking about the real common type of common sense. For example, uh, there was one, one man who had the bright idea of making a car go very fast. And to do this, he actually mounted a jet engine on a car, hooked it up to a, a, a tank that contained jet fuel and ignited it. And guess what? He took off and he went airborne and he killed himself, thus removing himself from the gene pool. And that supposedly improves humanity because it was a very stupid thing to do. There was also a more recent case reported, for example, of an ISIS fighter in Iraq who was killed by his own drone. What this ISIS fighter did was loaded a drone with explosives and he sent it off, launched it to do its harm, but he had an updated version of the drones, which allowed for uh, a return to its home when the batteries get low, which did happen. The batteries got low a little faster, perhaps because it was carrying the payload of the explosives. And when the battery started getting low before it would extinguish itself, the drone did return to its home and exploded and killed the fighter who launched it. Now, this was a really stupid thing to do. So this person would qualify for a Darwin Award. And theoretically, he improved the gene pool. And of course, he improved our world by killing himself because evil people killing themselves, uh, I consider to be not such a bad thing. Another example of a Darwin Award uh, recipient would be the rhinoceros poacher in South Africa who went out to try and illegally kill a rhinoceros on a game preserve. And in the course of his hunting, he was actually trampled by an elephant and eaten by a lion. So he received a Darwin Award and probably he deserved that reward. As I say, when things bad things happen to bad people, we don't feel as bad as bad things happening to good people. Now, there are some less common examples of common sense. For example, accepting free alcoholic beverages in a gambling casino. Now, who would not do that? If you're into gambling and you like to go to the casinos, you know that they will gladly offer you free drinks. And why not taking, take advantage of that? Because it might be a double win. You get some free alcohol and you might go home with a lot more money in your pocket. However, the truth is that the, one of the most, uh, one of the first influences on alcohol or the first effects of consuming alcohol is that judgment goes. That's the first thing that goes with the consumption of alcohol, even in small quantities. So it makes perfectly good sense to the casinos who want to take your money to encourage you to get rid of your common sense, to get rid of your good judgment and give you alcohol, which will lower your threshold of being able to discern something that is wise or smart. And then they will take a whole lot of money from you after you loosen up. So a less common example 
of common sense is don't drink if you're going to gamble because you're going to lose your shirt in a very big way statistically. So it goes for perhaps spending money that you don't have. If you're burning up your credit cards and don't have the money to pay it back, it's common sense that tells you you are living beyond your means, you are incurring debt, your credit score is going to suffer, and so forth. And here's another less common common sense thing that I have experienced through the years as a flyer, as a pilot. You know, the most common cause of death in a private aircraft is pilot error. Now, I would redefine pilot error as pilot stupidity. For example, in a single engine aircraft, when someone is flying a private aircraft at 10,000 feet or up to, you know, 15, 18,000 feet uh, higher, if you have the capability of oxygen, uh, and if you are uh, a commercially rated aircraft and instrument rated aircraft, you can fly above 18,000 feet. But the point is, is that the number one cause of engine failure in a single engine aircraft is, would you guess it, fuel starvation. It's called running out of gas. So as I have looked through the records of why private pilots kill themselves, most commonly is because they do a series of really stupid things. And running out of gas in an aircraft is a very stupid thing. It's common sense. You're up in an aircraft, way up in the air, flying, defying the laws of gravity, and you don't want to run out of fuel because then you are forced to do a crash landing or maybe a controlled landing if the environment allows such a landing and if you know what you're doing. But it's just common sense. You don't want to run out of gas in an airplane. But it's amazing how many people tend to forget that. But who determines what exactly is common sense? And do we really know what we are talking about when we use the term? Let's consider another example. What about this new COVID so-called vaccine, the gene juice therapy, the Fauci, ouchy, the gene shot that is supposed to protect us from coronavirus infection. Well, based on what we know, there is some risk. There is some inherent risk in taking that shot. Do we know all the side effects of that vaccine? No, we don't, but the evidence is accumulating. And we know, for example, that because of the spike proteins being able to disseminate throughout the body rather than remain localized in the arm, we know that endothelial damage occurs. That means inflammation of the inner lining of the blood vessels. The infl inflamed blood vessels are what leads to uh, lead to clots and atherosclerosis of blood vessels. We know that drugs that resist that reduce the rate of heart attacks, for example, and the, the rate of strokes. But the cardiovascular damage that 
is caused by endothelial damage is rapidly accelerated in many people and particularly young people who obtain this shot. The spike proteins also distribute in various organs and the highest organ of affinity for the spike proteins, that is where most of the spike proteins accumulate and have their effect is in the female ovaries. Now that would suggest infertility, a problem with infertility. What would that be caused by? Why does the spike protein have a predilection or a preference for accumulating in ovaries? Why does a vaccine lead to heart attacks and strokes and paralysis and death? And yet a lot of people are still taking that vaccine and you know how hard it is being pushed. We frankly don't know what's ahead with this vaccine. We don't know all of the potential side effects. There may be a delayed expression of harms that are yet to express themselves, that are yet to be evidenced and manifested to us. For example, a hyperimmune response. If the spike proteins do in fact enhance the immune system, causing an overreaction to someone who is then exposed subsequently to the virus, this can kill you because it is not really the coronavirus virus that kills people, it is the immune response to that virus. And so if you have received the shot and you then develop coronavirus, what are you going to be exposed to? What are you going to react? In what way are you going to react to this vaccine? See, this is kind of concerning. So when it comes to the vaccine, what is common sense? What is the common sense approach to this vaccine? Oh, add another fact, the efficacy, that is the ability to do what it's claimed to do, that is immunize you against coronavirus infection. Yes, the efficacy is actually very low and it seems to be decreasing over time. Now, some people are still claiming 55%, 45% immunity. Some claim higher, some claim lower. I have seen as low as 1%. When you get below 1%, we are talking a placebo effect, meaning it has no benefit whatsoever. Let's further evaluate this COVID vaccine example. Look at the VAERS data, V-A-E-R-S. That's the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. This, uh, the latest report from the VAERS data, which was uh, put out July 9th of 2021, claims, quote, a number of deaths reported after COVID vaccines jumped by greater than 2,000 in one week. Now that is a lot of harm caused by side effects and the greatest side effect being death, greater than 2,000 deaths in the last week by this so-called vaccine. Is common sense starting to work in you yet? Keep in mind also that the VAERS system is the primary government funded system to report adverse effects from a vaccine.
Now, that's very concerning because, first of all, if it's government funded, you would think that they would try to minimize the effects of this vaccine since they are now going door to door to, to try to get you vaccinated. It is actually estimated that only a very small fraction of adverse events are actually even reported to the VAERS system. So this is a problem, and the problem suggests that a whole lot more people are suffering, being maimed perhaps, from paralysis, from heart events, from strokes, from weakness, from chronic fatigue, and so forth. What would common sense tell you about the vaccine? Well, I suppose it depends. Now, the CDC reports now, the most current CDC report states that there have been 438,441 adverse events from the vaccine. There also have been 9,048 deaths and 41,015 serious injuries between December 14th, 2020 and July 2nd, 2021. This far exceeds any response from any vaccine that we have ever seen in American history, including the old swine flu vaccine. Of course, that vaccine was pulled off the market because it was showing much less side effects and harm than even this vaccine by far, but it was pulled off the market. That was a very good thing. So thinking about common sense, Recently, I heard President Trump's former Surgeon General, Dr. Jerome Adams, talking about the vaccine, and Dr. Jerome Adams is still promoting the vaccine. And I have to ask myself, what is Dr. Adams thinking about? What is his modus operandi? Why is he saying that a shot that confers so much potential harm is still the best thing out there and the best prevention against getting COVID. What is he thinking? How does he come to such a conclusion? And so I further ask, is it common sense to take the vaccine? Or is it common sense that we should not take it? And of course, the answer varies depending on who you are. If you're a Democrat, then you might say, uh, you know what? The vaccine's a very good thing. Of course, you have been greatly swayed. You have been manipulated by the mainstream media, and you are probably looking at these sources only for your information. So a Democrat or liberal or leftist might say, absolutely. It's just common sense. Look at all the lives we're going to save by giving the vaccine, and therefore, here's my arm, give me the shot. If you're a Republican, you might have a much different view from the Democrat. But who's right? And are both applying common sense, common logic, the appropriate response? Well, based on your experience, yes, they might both be practicing common sense. You see the problem with what we call common sense. If you are a person living daily in fear of infection, if you're still one of these people out there wearing a mask every day in 
a wide open field or in your car alone by yourself, then you probably have already taken the shot. The rest of you, if you are confident actually that you have an immune system that has worked for you all your life, that's why you're still here, then you probably would say, get away from me. There's no way I'm taking that shot. I'm actually in that category. I have not taken the COVID vaccine, nor will I take the COVID vaccine. Are the common senses at work here? Or are the common senses actually being overridden by personal bias? The lesson is this. Common sense is based on the senses. And if it is based on the senses, then common sense must be interpreted by the brain because sensation is interpreted by the brain. If your finger comes close to a flame, it senses heat and the brain processes that and says, oh, pull the finger away. So a common sense reaction is based on experience. So conclusions may vary depending on your life experience and depending on how the brain modifies the sensations. For Democrats, for example, who want to get rid of the Constitution, what they're doing makes perfectly good sense. It's common sense. If you want to destroy America, what do you do? Well, you open the borders. You put no restrictions on the enemy coming in. It's common sense that if you want to render our country free of all laws, you ignore the Constitution. If you want a tyrannical form of dictatorship in America, or if you want communism, you simply ignore the Constitution. It's common sense if that you're striving for. So your framework, your worldview, your perception of the way things are or the way things ought to be will determine what you consider to be common sense. Now, with regard to the vaccine, the fallout from this vaccine has just begun. Vaccine remorse is common. Many people who thought that taking the vaccine was a good idea are now gravely regretting it. There have been suggested uh, theories out there that this vaccine is going to kill everyone who took it. Now, I don't know if that's the case or not, but the fact that I don't know tells me it's common sense that I should be wary of taking this vaccine. But we can't push ourselves too far, can we? After all, are there any limits on common sense? Well, sometimes we're just distracted and say, what was I thinking? There are limits on common sense. This is Unity Without Compromise with Dr. Steve LaTulip on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I'm going to take a short break and then I'll be back to talk in depth about a very keen example of common sense. Don't go away.
Now, never before in our history have we witnessed the level of hatred that is now being waged against our law enforcement. While anarchist groups create havoc and overwhelm our first responders, these same groups and their corporate supporters are calling for the police forces to be shrunk and defunded. What can you and I do to make a difference? How can we stand up for what is right and to show our support? That's what I'm going to tell you about this incredible new platform. It's called ShopToTheRight.com. And it's a new shopping platform that will help you find businesses that align with your values. They feature products made in America. They support veteran-owned businesses as well as our law enforcement community. This is a time when we need to stick together. We need to shop together and we need to support each other. It's time for you and I to make some noise and stand up to protect our country. And one easy way to do that is to shop and give our money to companies that don't seek to destroy our way of life. So join the fight for liberty. ShopToTheRight.com. Support those American businesses that support law enforcement and veterans. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep can be infuriating. Your mind races. You toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's digital age makes it even harder. You're not alone with this struggle. Poor sleep affects over 70% of Americans. Even the Centers for Disease Control label insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. To take back your sleep, Healthy Cell has created REM Sleep, the only sleep supplement made to support all four stages of human sleep with calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support delivered in a patent-pending, pill-free, ultra-absorption microgel formula that tastes great. Fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM Sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. You're listening to Steve LaTulip on Unity Without Compromise on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I have been discussing today the nature of common sense. And what I would like to emphasize is that there actually can be limits on common sense, such as distractions. How many times did we do something stupid and say, what was I thinking? Or uh, when we discuss things like global change um, and government trivia such as that, or if we are distracted by sports, uh, some things we have to recognize are actually implemented for the explicit purpose of distraction. I see that daily in Oregon with Governor Kate Brown. She focuses on such things as global change, uh, the recent heat wave we had, she is still focusing on that, even though it's long over. But if she can pull people away from the real significant events like her excessive taxation and other ways of controlling Oregonians, she has won the battle of common sense by distraction. Other things that alter common sense are things like drugs. Drugs alter perception of reality. And what do we actually see right now? We see addiction is spiraling upward. Another limit on common sense is dementia. 
And we do experience cognitive decline or aging of the brain as we get older. And what do we see right now in aging America? The baby boomer population is now in the elderly population. And therefore, dementia is a very common thing. So dementia certainly can put a limit to common sense. What about people that have deficits in life experiences? Have you ever been in the wrong place near a very active beehive? Some of you have, but others haven't. And if you don't have that experience, then how are you have to ever have the common sense to not strike a beehive with a stick if you're a kid? Or to approach a rattlesnake because it's hissing so beautifully? Or to go into a wooded area that has lots of poison ivy or po poison oak? Would you make some green tea out of poison oak leaves or poison ivy leaves. And we might consider one last thing. What does common sense, uh, when actually does common sense seem to make no sense? Well, what about acts of heroism? Someone diving in to save someone's life in frigid water ends up saving a life and then drowning himself. Well, was that common sense? Well, it was common sense. It was highly motivated from a very courageous person, but some would think, wow, did that make sense that I die to save another person? Well, it depends. Sometimes it seems to make no sense. And so it goes with acts of patriotism. How can soldiers go into a battle knowing that their chance of victory is less than 1% and yet they still go. And what about acting on conviction? As a thick-headed, stubborn Frenchman, I never, never acknowledge that I am stubborn. I just claim to be true to my convictions. And so sometimes I do some things that are seem like not common sense, such as losing my medical license, forfeiting it because of a speech given at a Stop the Steal rally. It seems to make no sense to many people. But when you don't have any common sense, the truth is you're in trouble. There was an author long, long ago who actually discussed in a great way the nature of common sense, and particularly as it pertains to politics. And I'd like to share a little bit of that you by focusing on an incredibly good lesson in political common sense. This was prescribed for us many years ago by Thomas Paine, who wrote a, I believe it was a 68-page pamphlet or so, entitled Common Sense. It was the most influential writing that inspired the uh, American Revolution. Thomas Paine published this pamphlet on January 10th, 1776. His claimed purpose was to begin the world over again, and it was to persuade colonists to secede from Great Britain and actually to become an independent nation. Thomas Paine has his own definition for common sense. He defined it as, quote, the faculty of self-evident truths, end quote. Thomas Paine, in that writing, 
mentioned a few things that make a lot of sense to me. One statement of Thomas Paine that stuck with me goes like this. A long habit of not thinking a thing wrong gives it a superficial appearance of being right and raises at first a formidable outcry in defense of custom. But the tumult soon subsides. Time makes more converts than reason. Now, I see a great application of this in light of our own country right now. We are living in a time where we have a formidable outcry, but one from each side. Thomas Paine also stated very clearly that the cause of America is in a great measure the cause of all mankind. Common sense would tell you that he is talking about liberty, about being free, about being allowed to pursue our God-given rights of life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And this statement still rings true today. Thomas Paine could have written his pamphlet for us for the very present time that we are in. The statement is very true. Liberty stems truly from a love of all mankind, a love of self, and above all, a love of God, who is the author of human rights. I have been very excited by the recent uprisal in Cuba. The poor Cuban people have been oppressed for years. They are good people who love freedom every bit as much as you and I, and yet they are, are, are so severely oppressed. But the knowledge of that is suppressed by our own rogue government faction. Such a sad statement. Thomas Paine also stated that government, even in its best state, is but a necessary evil. The purpose of government is to restrain our vices, he said, to punish the wicked and to protect the innocent. That is the security of peace and of freedom. Security and freedom is the purpose and the only true purpose of government. Every other function should be determined by society, not by government. So you can see how far we have deviated from the common sense form of government that is God's form of government. If mankind were capable, capable actually of obeying all the laws of God, then government would actually be unnecessary altogether. You might say it would be like heaven, but anybody living on earth knows this is not yet heaven. We have people who choose to do wrong, people who rebel against God, people who break laws, and therefore we do need some form of government. But beware of the ever-expanding government, because then the government becomes its own enemy of the people. But because of man's evil nature, a proper government is the lesser of two evils, because what we have otherwise is chaos and lawlessness, kind of what we have been experiencing in the last year or two. But if we can have a small government that has few moving parts, that lacks complexity, and that is therefore more apt to be managed by the people, then we are less subject 
to suffering the malfunction of all those parts. Thomas Paine actually cited three requirements to logically deduce what course of action the early nationals must pursue in establishing a fair government. And he stated the three requirements as such. First of all, simple facts. Secondly, plain arguments. And thirdly, common sense. Now, what if we were to do the same thing in evaluating our current conditions in America? What if we were to apply simple facts, plain arguments, and common sense to our situation now where America is so polarized, where our government is purely out of control? What conclusions might we arrive at? And would we have a majority agreement? Well, I believe it just might be possible. And I believe that is exactly why Thomas Paine wrote his pamphlet called Common Sense. So what are the simple facts in America? Well, let's look at it. We are now under Democrat rule and things are getting pretty bad. In fact, they are now very bad. What do we see? We see ever-increasing taxation. We see inflation. We see abuses beyond anything we have ever seen before in America. We have a pursuit now by the Democrat Party, the pursuit of a global great reset. This is a return to the middle-age feudal system where private property no longer exists. Have you noticed how hard it is for getting, uh, for people, young people particularly, able to get private property to own their own house? We will become vassals and we will be tenants of landowners in exchange for loyalty and service to our rulers. If the Great Reset occurs, folks, this is called slavery. What do we see under Democrat rule? We see population control as never before. Abortion, infanticide, and many other means of controlling the population, the number of people in the world and in the United States by these eugenicists who feel that there are too many people in the world and we need to destroy them. It makes you wonder about the vaccine, doesn't it? What are the simple facts? Well, we have election fraud, and it has been proven to be rampant. Election fraud spells loss of freedom. We simply have no choice in our elected officials, and therefore we are victims of the system. We have seen assault upon assault against our Constitution. We are now witnessing the emasculation, the effeminization of our military. The military, if the Democrats have their way, will be become just another wimpy organization. This is the agency of our protection of our nation. What are the simple facts? The fact is we have a completely unprotected open border. And there's nothing you or I can do about it in light of the current government situation. We see also sexual perversion being promoted every which way. Not only being promoted, but these 
sexual perverts are deemed heroes. This is crazy. This is insanity. This is ungodly. This is un-American. It was never meant to be so. We are a people of law, and we are a nation under God. What are the simple facts? We see an education system that has become nothing more than an indoctrination camp for communism, and they are taking over the minds of our children. Go into the cities, go into the suburbs even, and what do we see? What are the simple facts? Violence and lawlessness. They are not only encouraging it, but they are sponsoring violence. Every liberal mayor, every liberal governor sponsors violence, supports BLM and Antifa, yet goes after preachers, goes after schools and tries to shut them down, goes after people who love their country. And what are they up to now? And this is a critical step. They are trying to confiscate our guns. America is defined by the Second Amendment. If we have no Second Amendment, then we have no First Amendment. And they are trying to remove our guns from our homes. This is a simple fact. And we are living under the simple fact that a pandemic is being used as a weapon to take over not only America, but the entire world. Wow. These are the simple facts that Thomas Paine would likely be exposing if he were alive today. And based on those simple facts, what plain arguments can we come up with? Well, it's just a fact that one argument is that if the current trend continues unabated, America is soon going to be destroyed. The assault on our Constitution and against the free American citizens is tyranny. This is a plain, simple argument based on the simple facts. The plain argument is that American liberty is quickly becoming history. And when American liberty becomes American history, we have crashed. We have become a nation of slaves and anything but a nation under God. The chief enemy of America also must be recognized as a domestic enemy that identifies as the Democrat Party. They are no longer Democrats. They are socialists. They are Marxists. They are communist-minded in their thinking. And they are after us. And that is a plain argument based on the evidence, the facts that we see. We, as American citizens, are now being ruled by a wealthy few, by an aristocracy and a technocracy by an oligarchy. An oligarchy means a few rulers are controlling all the people. How long before one single ruler, a dictator, a monarchy prevails? And what does common sense tell us to do? This is 
Thomas Paine's third precept. What does common sense tell us to do? Well, for one thing, common sense tells us we need to do something and we need to do it very fast or we're going to perish. We need to let the will of the people be known. For one thing, it's common sense. We, the American people, are a government ruled by the people, of the people, for the people. We must take back our country from these oppressors by any means possible. This is common sense. This is what common sense tells me to do based on the simple, plain facts and the plain arguments that can be made based on those facts. And finally, common sense tells me to never, ever give up my guns. And I will not. I would rather go out in a blaze than give up my guns because that would be the final heroic act I could perform in defending my country. And I'm just speaking very openly and honestly. I love America. I love Americans. It makes no difference to me what color you are. It makes no difference to me what race, what preferences. It makes no difference to me if you're a liberal or a conservative, to be honest with you, so long as you respect my rights equally. There's not a day that goes by when we don't see the effects of ignorance at work in the minds of a rather large group of people, an extremely large group of people, if I can be honest. And that group seems to be growing by the day in America. The most profound ignorance of our time that I perceive, and my, I call it a lack of common sense, it is the national delusion that the present government aristocracy actually cares for the welfare of its people. What does the evidence show? Just the opposite. And I'm fed up with it. I've had enough. If I can dare to speak a little bit boldly here, many good patriots actually spend a lot of time on social media platforms exposing the sheer stupidity of the left. And I do commend you for it. Such comments as, can you believe this? Or how dumb can they be? Are very true comments. But think about it. We might just be preaching to the choir on social media. The survival of America will not be affected by words, but by actions. And the fact is, people can behave in very irrational and stupid ways. And this behavior does seem to be a great deal more common than those who actually live by the rules of common sense. Therefore, common sense tells me that maybe I need to do something different. I have to even question, is there actually such a set of rules for common sense? Well, let me be encouraging to you. Fortunately, what I am seeing in America right now is that millions of people are actually now appealing to common sense. And when I use that term common sense, I'm talking about wisdom. A wisdom is a right use of facts, a right use of conclusions based on those facts. Rudy Giuliano's uh, kind of been a hero of mine, and he has now what's called Common Sense as a podcast. And this is a call to action. You have to love Rudy if you love America. Rudy is a man of action. 
What is a common sense form of government? Think about it. A common sense form of government is what we began with in America. And it was an experiment that has worked beautifully for almost 250 years. A common sense form of government means that we should return to the sole purpose of government. Remember what Thomas Paine called it, security and freedom. A simple form of government that is intended to punish the wicked, keep away our enemies, and preserve your security and freedom in mind. A common sense form of government must allow society, the people, their God-given right to a pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. Any nation under God is a nation that strives to minimize government and to maximize society. The best society is the godly society, and we must never forget that. And for that reason, I will forever preach return to the Bible. The Bible is our standard of faith and practice. But let's be warned, Lady Liberty is in trouble, and we must come to her defense. If the flame of her torch is doused, then there goes the hope of the rest of the world. You as an everyday American citizen have power. You have the power to reason, to think, and to act. You have the power of common sense. You have wisdom. Wisdom comes from God, and so does freedom. And a right government is a government that protects the people and punishes the evil. It comes right out of the Bible in Romans chapter 13. And common sense tells us that we must now act to save America. And I believe it's happening. I honestly believe people are waking up and started to act. And so I am asking you today, please don't be left behind. Do actively serve your country. I hope that you have a great, patriotic, pro-American, joyful week. This is Unity Without Compromise with your host, Dr. Steve LaTulip on America Out Loud Talk Radio. I hope to see you again next week. Be blessed. Adieu.